so critically acclaimed. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I'm Laura, and this week we're going to change it up a little bit. So a few weeks ago, I went through all of my favorite Disney Channel shows from growing up, and of course, we can't talk about Disney within giving a fair fight to Nickelodeon. So that's what we're going to do this week, and I know that there's like a lot that comes to mind when you think of Nickelodeon. So I'm going to try and cover a good majority of like what made up at least my childhood. Um, So yeah, first, let's just talk about the like concept of Nickelodeon, because I feel like we forget, you know, we know the concept of Disney, but like Disney Channel is so different than the rest of Disney. And it has like its own brand. Whereas Nickelodeon, like Nickelodeon, it really is encompassed by its whole TV channel and that kind of dictates a lot of the other stuff around the brand as opposed to I think Disney Channel you know Disney Channel stems from the larger Walt Disney Company that starts more with like the animated movies and the parks I think in like my opinion at least um So yeah, so I was definitely a kid who enjoyed both Nick and Disney growing up and I didn't like choose in my household I mean I feel like I would say I'm more of a Disney fan than um, a Nickelodeon fan. But at the end of the day, when I was going through this list of all the shows, I think there were actually more Nickelodeon shows that I enjoyed more than Disney shows. So that was kind of surprising to me. Um, But like growing up, like I said, I definitely watched Nickelodeon. I watched the Kids' Choice Awards. I never did try and make the green slime or had like any desire to be drenched in it like other kids were or like to go on any of those game shows or stay at the Nickelodeon hotels and all that. And also recently I learned what's inside, like what the slime is made of, and it's really gross. Um, So I will never try it. But just so you know, it's made up of applesauce, oatmeal, vanilla pudding, and green food coloring. So that's disgusting. Um, But and that's, I guess, how they get the consistency and everything and ew. So like, it would have been just interesting, though, to like, hear slash see when they were in like a lab trying to create it or something. I'm sure it was like, really weird. And I wonder where the story of slime came from and why it was like, a thing on Nickelodeon. Also, why was it green? Like Nickelodeon's colors are orange. So like, why wasn't it orange? Does anyone else like wonder that? Um, yeah, so I also watched um so I watched Nickelodeon. I didn't really watch Nick Jr. um because I think I was like too old for it like when it officially launched. There are a lot of like um like the younger shows like preschool age shows on Nickelodeon or Nick Jr. like The Backyardigans, Dora the Explorer. So I totally watched those, but I just didn't bother really including them on this because I feel like that's kind of a different thing. And I might at some point want to talk about like true childhood TV shows like um my like the shows I watched when I was like in preschool and kindergarten because I feel like that would be something fun and a lot like a lot of nostalgia. Um, And so the animated like shows on Nickelodeon that I did watch, I don't really attribute with that area of my life yet. I still like I watched those more when I was like, you know, eight, nine, you know, you'll understand when I get there. Um. But aside from Nick Jr., I definitely also lived on Teen Nick, primarily for Degrassi, H2O, and Dance Academy. So these shows, though, are different, though, because I'm pretty sure, like, Degrassi was a Canadian show and H2O and Dance Academy were Australian shows. So they weren't, like, originally produced by Nickelodeon. I think they were just, like, syndicated and aired on the network. Um, so this is where I got a lot of my reruns and it was, like, the only area, like, 
um, channel that I watch them on. And then eventually, like, I um, I really liked Degrassi and Dance Academy way more. Like, H2O wasn't my thing entirely. And I know H2O is now, like, on Netflix and people are loving it recently. Um, but Degrassi is – I think you can watch, like, every episode on YouTube. And then the newer – there was, like, the Degrassi, the next class that was on Netflix. And I totally watched that. Um, and I kind of wish that, like, it didn't end. But at the same time, it wasn't the same as the original Degrassi. And then Dance Academy, I also watched it, I think, on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something um and I think I actually watched Dance Academy like pretty recently on Prime and then I also because I like forgot everything that happened and I wanted to watch it again and then there was that like movie Dance Academy that was like a reunion that was really good um so yeah but I just wanted to share a little bit about those so after that the first thing I thought I would start with Nickelodeon is um the animated shows and these weren't really like my main obsession with Nickelodeon I know they were for other kids and they still are around because it's animated so it can last a lot longer than these live action ones but they were just like I'm not a big animated person in terms of TV shows because I always feel like they're more like little kid-ish like we said with Disney you know the only one I was really into and made it to the final list counting down was actually Kim Possible um but yeah so of course I'm just gonna get it out of the way and start with Spongebob I never liked Spongebob I have obviously seen several episodes I know the theme song know all the characters know the premise all that but I kind of hated the show growing up I thought it was stupid I just watched a lot because my best friend growing up was obsessed so I had to like you know stay on top of it or if she wanted to watch I would watch it with her and so obviously I know it's like still on which is crazy but that's also like like I said the beauty of animation but again I just didn't really like Spongebob I think it's kind of stupid his laugh and the whole thing I'm just really not into it um then there were some other shows that I came across that I never really watched, but I remember them like being on. So I was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danny Phantom, Ben 10, Avatar The Last Airbender. I remember that being huge when I was younger, but absolutely hated it. And then it became really popular a few months ago when it came to Netflix, um, but I will never watch it. Also, The Mighty Bee. I just really remember the name. Don't remember anything about it. Then there were like Rugrats, which I mean, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about childhood shows, but I just decided to talk about the Rugrats because, you know, then they had like the grown up version uh, called All Grown or like called Grown Up or All Grown Up, something like that. And so I don't really remember much about Rugrats other than like they some of their names and like they did one about like a movie where it was they were in Paris or something and then another one where it was like Hanukkah or Passover or something um and I just remember that a little bit but again Rugrats was more when I was younger so that's probably why I don't remember it that well but it wasn't one of my favorites I will totally if I do a childhood like childhood childhood preschool child like um tv shows I will totally tell you guys my favorites because I had I still distinctly remember them um then Hey Arnold I definitely watched it but I still don't remember also the Wild thornberries i and also as told by ginger i feel like i watched them because i recognize like when i saw images of them on the computer like i recognize the characters and i and the name sound familiar but i have no recollection of what it was about or anything also my life as a teenage robot i totally remember loving this and like it was the blue and white robot she had like these ponytail like pigtails thing um so i, I, re I remember that show like pretty pretty well i guess 
Then there was Winx Club, which was one of the very few, like, girly animated shows on Nick. I would think it was about fairies, and I feel like between this and Totally Spies on Cartoon Network, that was, like, my animated fix because they were the more girly things. Um, and then the only other, like, animated shows that I really, like, actually remember watching and enjoying are The Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron. So... The, fir- the Fairly Odd Parents, I really enjoyed this show, and I know it recently got a little bit more popular because the theme song became a, a sound on TikTok. And again, yes, I reference TikTok a lot because TikTok is my main source now of news in the sense, because like, honestly, I only scroll through, I rarely scroll through Instagram just to like make sure I'm staying on top of liking my friends' posts and everything, and I'll go on for like the podcast to post things on my story and stuff, but I don't really scroll that much on Instagram. And then Facebook, I primarily scroll now to um, find jobs on like Facebook groups and so TikTok is really my main gauge for like not necessarily news because a lot of the stuff are people you don't really know you know it's not like I'm seeing things all the time from like I I guess I still use Instagram for like e-news and entertainment tonight to get like my Hollywood fix of news Um, but in terms of what I consider trending and like you know what everyone's talking about that's really I'm going to be going based off of TikTok so the theme song of Fairly Odd Parents was going around a little while ago on a trend, but I really just love the animation of Fairly Odd Parents, especially the jokes between Cosmo and Wanda, and when they would constantly like change their appearance to travel with Timmy as they went like wherever. So like if you went to school and you know they were the pencil and the eraser or like his lunchbox or something, I I always just thought it was super unique and so cool. Like com- constantly coming up with new ideas for how to transform them, and I mean I thought the storylines were really fun. Vicky was always crazy. Her, his parents also. Um, like I said, there's a lot I don't remember. Um, but this will be like, a sh- this is still a show that I remember like watching a lot and watching a little bit more religiously than other animated shows and this will definitely be like the first time but not the last time I say that we really need a Disney plus version of Nickelodeon because how is it fair that all of these shows exist from my childhood but like I can't go and rewatch them and re like enjoy them again you know um so that's fairly odd parents then we have Jimmy Neutron so I loved Jimmy Neutron and so it specifically started with the movie Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius which then launched the TV show. Um, So I remember absolutely loving the movie and everything about it, like how the kids had to go to space to save their parents. And like the beginning had like Jimmy going through his robotic, like different hairstyles and with Boyd and then Jimmy riding to school in the bubblegum ball, like the ball of bubblegum. And then when they each pick a ride from the carnival and they get launched into space and all that and like the little egghead things and the chicken dance. How can anyone forget the chicken dance? I feel like this is where the chicken dance originated from. From, and I loved this movie. So then I remember, of course, then it created the TV show. And honestly, the TV show was actually a little bit before my time. Like I wasn't, I don't remember the dates of it, but um, I think it was like something around 2002 or something. But I was only four years old then, but I eventually, I guess, watched the show somehow. And so I remember a few episodes where there was one where like Jimmy and Cindy become like a thing romantically because like, of course, they hated each other. Um, But then they're on some like game show alternate 
universe remote island something like that and like then their friends come in and save them and then they're like we can't be together anymore because they think we hate each other or something like that also um the whole like his friends sheen and carl hilarious every time like sheen brought in ultra lord for show and tell and it, uh, that honestly just like unlocked the memory of show and tell in my brain and i totally forgot about this concept like we used to do it all the time in kindergarten preschool and look forward to what you get to bring to school to show everyone like oh my god i feel like nowadays show and tell isn't a thing because you can do that anyway. Like, why was it that you needed a specific day of the week to bring something in to show everyone? I mean, I guess if you were bringing, like, your pet, you weren't going to do that. And for younger kids, you know, that as a way to monitor. But now, if you want to show your friends something, you just bring it to school, assuming it's not, like, that large or something. You need a parent to bring it. I don't know. But that just, like, unlocked a memory for me. And then I also remember, like, an episode where the boys go camping. And I don't remember exactly what happens, but I just can still see the image of the episode. So I really love Jimmy Neutron and actually really funny because in high school for some weird reason my one of my friends made this joke that like I was that Jimmy Neutron was in love with me and we were married I don't know where it came from why it existed I didn't have like this weird obsession with Jimmy Neutron or anything but it just became like the running joke and it was it's just funny and I now like think about it I haven't thought about it in a while so it's funny and then of course they did do some um crossover episodes with Jimmy Neutron and Timmy um from or fairly odd parents and those are always really fun so yeah but okay now we can get to the real stuff let's talk about the live action series because this is really where like the heart of Nickelodeon was at least for me and my childhood um so and when I say my childhood like I totally mean more like you know from like eight or nine years old to probably like early teenage years 13 14 ish so before we get into my ranking, I'm just going to list shows that I have not seen or don't remember enough to include on the list. That way you don't have to be like waiting for them to hear them, waiting to hear them even though they won't be there. So all that is, I know this is like a very big Nickelodeon show. It was um, it was like in the 90s and early 2000s with Kenan Thompson and a bunch of other stars, but I was too young to watch it. Like I wasn't born, I was born in 98, so I really wasn't really watching anything. I, like I think until 2004, probably when I was like six. Um, so naturally, like I didn't watch all that and I don't watch the reboot of all that that is currently on air, except for a few exceptions, which was one um, I'll talk about later. And then the only other one was because, so Kel, who was on um, a show Keenan and Kel with Keenan Thompson also before my time but then um, I only heard of it once I didn't actually know Keenan and Kel existed this show I knew all that existed but then last year Kel was on um, Dancing with the Stars and he was partnered with Whitney who's my favorite pro so I obviously learned about Keenan and Kel from that and then there was he is also I think the producer of the current on air all that and so Whitney guest starred on an episode or I guess she like appeared as herself and they did a little dance number so I watched that like obviously for that but other than that I didn't really watch any of the 90s shows kind of Clarissa explains it all the name sounds familiar but I don't think I watched it but I just wanted to let people know and I know that was like Sabrina um from was Melissa Joan Hart from before Sabrina the Teenage Witch Okay, then Sam and Cat. This one might surprise you, but I actually never watched the iCarly and Victorious cross like spinover 
I guess, spin over, spin off, cross over. I guess that maybe spin over is a good word for a crossover slash spin off. Not sure why I didn't bother watching it, considering I was a fan of both like Victorious and iCarly, but maybe just because like I didn't really care for Kat's character. So I thought it would be stupid, and I think like it probably was, and it didn't last as long, I don't think, as the uh, originals. Um, I don't like, I know nothing about the show. I know that like, other than that, the fact that like Sam's playing herself and Kat's playing herself, but I don't know like what the set looks like, what the theme song is, what happens in any of the plot. Like I've never seen an episode. So I just thought that'd probably be surprising because like it's Dan Schneider and it's a combination of Victorious and iCarly. But I just wanted to share you that with you that I've never watched it. And then other shows that I've heard of but was too old to watch and never did, but I would just let you all know again, aren't on the list are The Haunted Hathaways. Um, someone commented on one of my TikTok videos, uh, which was about like a Julian the Phantoms thing and said the like, oh, Haunted Hath- Hathaways is similar. So I looked it up and like, lo and behold, of course, Haunted Hathaways was about a family that moves into a house where there's like a ghost living there who used to be like a, a jazz band player or something. So it is pretty similar to Julian the Phantoms. Then also the Thundermans never watched it. Um, a hundred things to do before school and night squad. Um, before high school and Night Squad, I had never heard of these shows again until Julian the Phantoms when people were talking about, um, what's it called? Owen, Owen Joyner, who plays Alex and how he and also the girl who played Carrie was in, um, this was in those two shows together. So I, but I, again, I didn't see them and hadn't even heard of them until now and then Bella of the Bella and the Bulldogs I also hadn't heard of I think I only heard about it on like a TikTok challenge where it was like say if I'm going to say a TV show and you have to put a finger down and they said Bella and the Bulldogs and that TV challenge is really random because they have a majority of the shows in the same genre and then they show they throw things in there like Bella and the Bulldogs and like Mako Mermaids and random like kids shows so I was very confused about that and then the last one is House of Anubis which I just didn't watch either but I remember a lot of people talking about it okay so lo and behold now here we go and remember these are ranked so order obviously matters and I hope that people aren't too upset about upset with me but I'm sure majority of you can probably agree with me so ranking in at number 11 we have the Amanda show Now, I remember bits and pieces of this show because it was 1999 to 2002, so I obviously only ever caught reruns, but enough to remember it and put it on this list of the ranking. So obviously, it starred one of the queens of the early 2000s, Amanda Bynes, who I will forever love since she gave me my favorite movie of all time. She's the man. Um... So yeah, gotta love Amanda Bynes and like when she was younger and everything. Overall though, the Amanda show wasn't my favorite because it was similar to all that and being like a kid's version of Saturday Night Live, which I just, I don't really watch. I only ever watch Saturday Night Live if like, um, obviously if there's a musical guest that I want to see, I will watch them, but it's really only if Taylor Swift's on it that I'll watch the musical guest. And then same with the host, if it's only someone like I actually care about. And like my mom records Saturday Night Live, so like she watches it. And if I want to like watch something with her and we find an episode that, you know, is someone I'm interested in, I'll watch it with her. But otherwise I don't really watch it because I'm not really into the sketches. Um, and it kind of, rem- it's like very similar to like the concept of So Random and Sunny with a Chance, like how I said on the Disney episodes, I only really cared about like the character aspects of it and not the sketches which is why I didn't bother watching so random at all um 
But anyway, I kind of thought like all the sketches on the Amanda show were stupid. Um, I remember, of course, like the dancing lobster, the video store skit that was supposed to be like a play on Blockbuster, the Judge Trudy sketch, also the one with Drake Bell. And I think his name was like Kyle and he's got like long hair and wears a tie dye shirt. And then Moody's Point. So I was like looking up some of the sketches to jog my memory. And I didn't even remember Moody's Point until I saw the picture for it. And I was like, oh my God, I totally remember this. I don't remember anything about it other than the announcer coming on and saying this week on Moody's Point. And apparently it was supposed to be like a spoof of Dawson's Creek, which is really funny because if you guys know, I love Dawson's Creek. But obviously when I was watching the Amanda show, I didn't know what Dawson's Creek would hadn't heard of it. Um... And then, of course, the last thing about the Amanda show was, like, the sketch that she had with the court, crazy Courtney with the teeth. Like, I hated that one. It was always so creepy and whatever. Um, so that's the Amanda show. Definitely not my favorite. Okay, number 10, we have the Naked Brothers Band. Every time I remember this show, I unlock a portion of my childhood. So this was 2007 to 2009, so prime time for my childhood and watching because I was like, you know, I was 9 to 11 years old. But it's kind of surprising that I don't remember much about the show. So it was on for like three seasons. I remember like a bit more about this show and how it obviously was about like the real life brothers, Nat and Alex Wolf, who everyone totally forgot about for a while after this show. And then they like resurfaced a few years ago with The Faults in Our Stars, Paper Towns, and that movie Dude on Netflix. Um, so now they're both like, you know, in their 20s, I guess, and starring in things. So that's kind of fun to like see your childhood crushes because Nat Wolf was totally one of my first childhood crushes um and obviously they were a band of boys and they it was like a mockumentary where it was like taking their real lives of being in a band but then like you know making a parody of it in a sense I remember the girl Rosaline or Rosalie something like that I think was her name on the show and I was totally thinking like oh her and Nat were so cute and he had a crush on her and I really um, love them. Or what was her name? I'm looking. Oh, Rosalina. Okay. I was close. I was close. So yeah, Rosalina. And I think that was really cute. I was just waiting for that to happen. Um, honestly, I really just don't remember much else about the show. Just some images in my head of what I think the show looked like. I feel like there was an an upstairs with like a fire station pole next to it, or maybe like an indoor tree house in a sense where they like would hang out I almost want to like look the thing up so I can see what the set looked like but I I probably should have done that beforehand and I just like really remember watching the show and loving the show but I don't remember now anything about the show which is really sad but I just wanted to unlock that memory for any other people who were like really big fans of the Naked Brothers band also just let's talk about the name the Naked Brothers band that's I don't know where they came from that came from but it's hilarious um I'm also surprised I don't remember any of the music from it or so yeah I'm sorry Okay, number nine, we have How to Rock. So this is, I think, like the newest of the shows I'm ranking. It was 2011 and was, I was probably a little too old to be watching it, but I did anyway. Um, I remember really enjoying the show, which starred Symphonic Miller and Max Schneider, who starred in my favorite Nickelodeon movie, Rags. 
And he's obviously now a really well-known musician who goes by Just Max. And he sings the songs like Lights Down Low and Love Me Less. Um, And I also used to get him confused with Dan Schneider, who is the creator of the majority of these Nick shows. I don't think they're related, but yeah. But anyway, so this show was like also had Halston Sage in it. And I think it was very similar to Victoria's. Like I looked it up a little bit. It's like the main girl was like a popular girl, but then she gets like braces or something and becomes a little bit nerdier so then she leaves the girl group she was in and she starts this new band with these new kids um and then it's just like following them and their band and everything and i just remember like really loving this show thinking the music was great the characters were interesting i liked the storylines and i was really upset that it got canceled after just one season um so if anyone else was fans of how to rock i'm here for you okay number eight This one's going to probably get some people upset. Number eight is Big Time Rush. Now, I know there are people out there who are going to be like, why is Big Time Rush so low? First of all, it's really difficult for, like, for starters, I'm just saying, it's really difficult with the number of amazing Nick shows on this list because honestly, I think that, like, when I'm looking at it, and I said this at the beginning of this episode, I think I liked Nickelodeon shows better than Disney shows. Like when I'm looking at a majority of like, I liked more Nick shows than Disney shows because Disney shows, like obviously I still love The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana, That's a Raven, whatever. But I think there were more Nickelodeon shows that I think were better than Disney shows. Like I think Disney only had like maybe three or four that were absolutely my favorite whereas I'm already on number eight and I'm like I already love all of these now and it's so um it's so it's kind of spectacular but then the other reason why Big Time Rush is eight is I actually didn't really watch the show super religiously which is really surprising I only ever started watching it towards the end and caught some of the reruns so I know the character's name I know like the premise of the show I know some of the plot lines but I didn't watch like every single episode and if you asked me to like try and remember an episode like oh do you remember this episode I wouldn't necessarily remember it I remember like some things I and I only know a few songs and they're like the most popular ones like worldwide and boyfriend so that means like I never went to their concerts or was a big fangirl had posters any of that which retrospectively is kind of good because you know I saved money on concerts and god knows there were tons that I went to of other things um but I still definitely have a favorite of the boys It was Logan at first when I was younger, but now that they're all grown up, totally, totally Kendall is my favorite. Like, there's a video, um, I think, that resurfaced of Kendall and Carlos, like, doing a um, duet to Boyfriend and them singing it, like, acoustically. Oh, my God, it's amazing. I also just love these fun facts about Big Time Rush. One, Carlos is married to Alexa Vega, who starred in Spy Kids, big Spy Kids fan over here. And she guest starred on an episode of Big Time Rush, which we love. And then the second fun fact is that Kendall's brother is actually one of the kids from Cheaper by the Dozens. And he had a major, major globe. He's the one that wears like the hat and is in the band. And after Cheaper by the Dozens, Cheaper by the Dozens 2, like he just totally transformed. And it's unbelievable but when you see them side by side you can totally see how they're related but I'm just like one of the biggest glow ups I've ever seen in my life um but overall I really like Big Time Rush like the storyline I wished Kendall and Joe got their happy ending I also loved Logan and Camille which was funny because you know the actress was from Zoe 101 and I think I've seen the Big Time Rush movie on Netflix or something um so I definitely like 
would watch a reunion if it happened. And I would really, again, love to watch all of Big Time Rush because this is a show that I feel like I missed out from my childhood and I would have enjoyed it and I really just don't know what was wrong with me back in the day and why I didn't watch it. So again, up there to the Nickelodeon gods, please make a Nickelodeon Plus or some form of it so I can watch all of these legally. Please. I'm begging you. Okay. Number seven, we have Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. So this one I remember pretty well, and it now just amazes me. I'm just going to say this. I feel like people, you don't realize this when you were younger and watching it, but it just amazes me how each half-hour episode was actually kind of like two episodes, and thinking about it just makes me like appreciate the impressive writing and storytelling to be able to make it seem like there was an entire episode in half the time like I just think that's really impressive um but anyway this was like epic 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 middle school storytelling stuff like we got Lindsay Shaw pre Pretty Little Liars being the tough girl Moe's she didn't and then not the girly girl Jennifer I absolutely hated though when Moe's and Ned like quote-unquote dated or whatever I didn't like that I kind of wish the show disregarded romance and kept it just about like the relatable school experiences and hacks like I know like romance and crushes and everything I guess it's like first comes about in like middle school but at the same time I feel like the show could have totally succeeded just on like you know things about school and surviving hence the name surviving like middle school and just you know things with like the cafeteria and you know electives and just normal stuff like that just to help kids like because I really enjoyed it growing up some of the episodes I remember were like the science fair picture day the backpack episode there's so many more that I know I would remember them like when I'm watching them but I I obviously just can't recall and I tried to like look up some of the episodes but the names of the episodes are so vague whereas I did it for other shows and when I read just the name of the episode I totally remembered the whole thing but these are like so vague that it just says backpack semicolon cafeteria like how is that supposed to jog my memory um but I remember really enjoying the show and yeah, and then the other thing about the show are the, just the names. The names are, like, what? You have Moe's, Coconut Head, Cookie. So funny. Also, the teachers are really funny. I hated Susie, and Missy was really annoying, but, you know, they had to be there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's Nedzy classified for me. Okay, then number six is one that I feel like people forget about all the time, which is such a shame because... I loved this one growing up, but I'm going to unlock the memory for you. Unfabulous. So this was Emma Roberts before she made it big. It was 2004 to 2007. I totally love this show and how it was about an awkward, shy girl who seems to never have anything go her way and like she's trying to make music and all that. And I really felt like this was like the Nickelodeon version of Lizzie McGuire, even though obviously Lizzie McGuire, she didn't do like she didn't play music, even though like she is Hillary Duff and had like the Lizzie McGuire movie eventually and everything. But I still feel like from the premise of the like awkward girl has her crushes. She has her really good um, group of like her guy friend and her girlfriend. And they're like not that popular, but she just struggles with that and sibling stuff. I just think that it was a very, it's like a, a very matched show. And it, it's also great because it was like Hillary Duff and Emma Roberts, which are both like um, well-known people now obviously um, I still remember the theme song and the calendar jumping her older brother who worked at like the smoothie place um, and then very memorable things I'll never forget 
Cranberry St. Clair because that name, how do you forget that name? And also then the actress who played her is now in All-American. And so when I was watching All-American, it was killing me where she was from. And then, of course, I realized where it was. Um, Also, I kept going back and forth between Team Jake and Team Randy. And I feel like is anyone okay if anyone else is out there and remembers this i don't know if it was this show or another show or if i'm just straight up making this up but i feel like the show talked about randy a lot or somebody who was like blonde and had braces or something and he was in some accident broke his arm or something and so you never saw him on the show for a good portion of the show like i think a whole season one because of course Addie has the crush on jake but we never but like you know he doesn't know she exists or whatever and then we're talking about randy or something and he had like you could see him from afar, you could see him from behind, but they never showed his face for a long time. So please someone tell me that I'm not the only one who remembers this or I'm growing insane or maybe it's another show, but I really, really remember this and believe this to be true. So please somebody DM me on Instagram or TikTok and confirm this because I don't want to be crazy. Um, but yeah, I distinctly remember the spin the bottle episode and like the whole thing on the show about like Jake and Addie like never working out because of timing um, and things never worked out. But eventually like it happened. But yeah, so this is one of the shows that I really wish I could watch because I don't remember a good amount of the episodes, but I remember really enjoying it. Whereas, you know, other shows, which I'll get to, which are still my favorites, but they air the reruns a little bit more frequently on Nickelodeon. And like, I've definitely watched them a lot more recently than I have on Fabulous. So I really wish I could watch on Fabulous. Okay, number five, we got True Jackson vp this is another great one first of all the theme song for this is golden and gonna give a little quarantine nostalgia but like throwback to may when this sound was trending on tiktok and this was actually one of the very first tiktok trends that i did um because i had before my not so critically acclaimed account on tiktok i had my own personal account and this was when I first kind of got hooked on TikTok. Oh, and I'm just going to share my TikTok story here also if anyone wants to care because I haven't shared it before and I just want to. So I knew about TikTok last summer because I was living in New York um, for an internship and I was um, staying with my cousins in New Jersey for like a week or two here and there throughout the summer. And so I have a now 15-year-old cousin. She was 14 years old last summer, obviously. And she was really obsessed with TikTok and doing these TikTok dances. And so I only ever really heard about it from her. And I didn't really know much about it, though. I was like, why are you watching like people dance? Like, isn't that weird? I just thought it was the strangest concept. And then going into school, again, I wasn't really in, in it. Some of my friends would show me some TikToks every once in a while. There was one girl on my tennis team who she would make a TikTok when we were at a tournament and we were joking about it. And then the ultimate thing was one of my friends, Haley, who is actually my guest star on the High School Musical, the musical, the series episode of this podcast. Um, she sent me a TikTok about High School Musical, the series. And I thought, oh my God, this is hilarious. I want to post it on the not so critically acclaimed Instagram. But in order to post it, you had to download the TikTok app. So I downloaded the app to do that. And then when I saw that this show, like there was a video like this on it, I was like, oh, I should keep the app and maybe I can find other videos about shows that I'm doing weekly and use that as promotion. 
So I would do that and I really would only check TikTok like right when the podcast was going up that week so I could find a video to post and I rarely found them. And then quarantine happened and I started scrolling in on TikTok a little bit more, but I didn't make an account. I would just, you know, at night go through and scroll and I'm like, these are really funny. And then finally, when I finished college in May, I caved in and I made my own personal account um, and I did some of the videos and stuff. But then I got upset with my videos not doing well and I toyed with the idea of making one for the podcast and I was like oh now I understand the like how the app works and how you could get you know quote unquote TikTok famous and go viral and stuff so I strategically came up with stuff and I started my um, TikTok account in June and now we are thriving with almost 42,000 followers which is still insane to me so again shout out to all my TikTok followers and anyone who found this podcast on TikTok I'm so grateful but we'll get more to the thanks at the end so I just that was a random tangent obviously well not entirely random but it was just a tangent about the True Jackson VP theme song but yes I love the theme song Um, I really loved True Jackson VP because it was all about fashion so growing up I wanted to be a fashion designer like like really wanted to be a fashion designer my my cousins actually got me like a gift for my birthday one year that was like a fashion design making kit and it came with like a mini mannequin and like um, a tape measure and sewing like um, a sewing needle and threads and a thimble and pins and all these materials and a sketch pad and everything so I had a sketch pad I sketched a bunch of like cost like um, ideas and then me and my best friends growing up would actually then make our designs and we had took the little mannequin we took the materials and we like cut it out made it into these dresses and clothes and then we would sew them onto my barbie dolls and we would make these little fashion shows and it was so cute and i really loved doing it because you know it was like an opportunity to have like your creativity and everything um I kind of wish I still had them. I got rid of all my Barbies, but I wish I had like still the ones with the clothes I made and or at least pictures of them because that would have been a nice like, you know, memory. Um, but I don't, which is sad. But the other thing I always like joke about this is that I we sewed the clothes directly onto the Barbies. So like you couldn't take them off, which is not how clothing is supposed to work. Like you're supposed to sew the clothes and then you put it on and take it off. So it's just hilarious. But we were young. But that's my story. And so I really was into that. Um, And so then seeing with True Jackson VP, obviously it was unrealistic because she's like a high schooler as a VP at this fashion company. But it was still really fun. And I just really loved getting to see the the clothing and the whole like manufacturing and process behind it um from like a childhood perspective i guess also love this show for one specific reason max played by one of my favorites robbie amell freaking love him again i would really love to watch this show because i don't remember as many individual episodes um as i do for other shows so that is true jackson vp And now we get to the final four, the creme de la creme of Nickelodeon, the Dan Schneider, like, top tier, okay? And I think you all know what the top four are, and hopefully you can agree with my ranking of them. So number four is iCarly. I 
remember watching iCarly in its entirety as it was like my prime time for TV shows. I loved the premise of the show. I thought it was really um like fun and it was right when like the internet I mean the internet obviously started in the 90s but like the internet was really taking off at the time in terms of you know YouTube and all these other like networks um to go on for like kids around that age and that and also that was a great thing is like the age that um Carly Sam and Freddie were on the show were kind of the age that kids in real life would be going on the internet so for them to actually then create something to um see how to either one show kids what they could do with the internet but also like show this is the type of content like that kids are going to want to see and I always thought it was really cool how like the website was real like you could go on the real iCarly website and see the videos and stuff that was on the show so that's always like a great aspect of like the um technical term of intertextuality um yeah fun fact though Sam and Carly were actually supposed to have different names. So Carly was supposed to be named Sam, but the domain I Sam was already taken. Then they thought about the name Josie, but they ultimately decided with Carly. And Sam's name was supposed to be Kira, which is just funny because I think the whole idea was, you know, Sam is not the girly girl. So she has like a name that can be both for boys or girls. Um, So yeah. Also the iconic, iconic Gibby was supposed to get a spinoff show around the same time as Sam and Cat, and it was going to be about him working at a recreation center, center, mentoring four middle school boys, and there's actually some info you can find, like, on the internet, but, and they shot the pilot, but it never aired for some reason, which is really upsetting, because I feel like everyone wanted to see that, and everyone needed more Gibby, um, but back to iCarly, I totally shipped um Carly and or not Carly I totally shipped Sam and Freddie I remember absolutely freaking out when they threw that in there um Spencer was fantastic I really loved seeing his inventions art designs my favorite was definitely the fish feeder one because I always love like the domino effect um creations like that I also really wish Carly ended up with the guy from I Date a Bad Boy who was also Jesse from Hannah Montana, but the whole like Beanie Baby thing was hilarious and she wasn't into that and all that. Other episodes I remember and loved was the one where Spencer burned down Carly's room. That's probably my favorite one because she gets a, like a new room makeover. And I always love these. I mentioned this in the Disney one um, with like Raven's room. I think Raven's room and iCarly's room, like Carly's room were my two favorite like room makeovers. Absolutely loved it because the detail in her room, it's so cool. Like the gummy bear chandelier, the ice cream sandwich, like um, seat like a love cushion or whatever the little coffee table with like the water and the little boats and stuff and the mirror that then has like the built-in hair blow dryer like vents so cool um and I always love how they come up with that stuff then there's the one where they have the lockdown at school and that's kind of I think when Sam and Freddie kiss like another time or they're dealing with the like things because Freddie thinks Sam likes his friend or something but really she likes him and I just remember loving that also the one where Sam tries to be girly that's great the one where Sam goes to the dentist and and then Carly finds out about Sam and Freddie love that one also of course Neville one of the most iconic things about the show and how you will rue the day oh my god it's great also just a great thing about like iCarly and the Dan Schneider universe in general that I think was more relevant in iCarly and Victorious than um you know 
Drake and Josh and Zoe 101, but the spoof on like real life brands. So like the Cheesecake Warehouse instead of the Cheesecake Factory and like pair phones instead of iPhone, like the Apple iPhones. I just thought that was always so funny and clever. Um, I didn't really care for the actual iCarly segments because they were kind of stupid and it was very, you know, similar to like the 30, like um, Saturday Night Live, all that Amanda show kind of stuff. Wasn't really into it. But they also had like legendary guest stars on this show. Like, I mean, they had Michelle Obama, I think. And what did they have President Obama also? I don't know if they had Barack Obama also. I feel like I might be making that up. I don't remember. But they also had One Direction. They had so many people. They also had great crossovers because, as I mentioned in one of my TikTok videos, um, Nickelodeon and Dan Schneider in general have um, a lot of Easter eggs across the different shows because they all exist in the same universe. So they had a lot of guest stars across the shows that were playing their same characters. So Stacy from Zoe 101, who's the girl with the lisp and the, the cotton swabs art project, she guest starred on iCarly as herself. Same with um, the two nerds, Eric and someone, I don't remember his name, from Drake and Josh. They were also on iCarly as themselves. Um, so there's tons of Easter eggs like that. I've already done videos on my TikTok account with like my references videos that have a lot of like the childhood ones. And so those have like, you know, when when um, Megan is referenced on iCarly and all those stuff. So I know someone requested a video about the Nickelodeon Easter egg. So I might do one about like the more subtle Easter eggs that are like, you know, not direct speaking ones. They're more like the classic one in Drake and Josh where you had the marquee and it said now she's Carly because that was the last episode. Um before iCarly where Megan was now becoming Carly and everything um so yeah but that's everything about iCarly and honestly the ending it like was so bittersweet when Sam gave Carly the remote I'm literally getting goosebumps while I'm talking about it right now like tears it was just great and I feel like it was one of the only shows uh, I mean Zoe 101 does have an ending but like Victorious and Drake and Josh don't I feel like have a formal ending um like other shows are like in a normal series finale so that was kind of I was kind of glad that I currently had that okay number three is Victorious so this always goes hand in hand with iCarly since it was like the same time and like kind of the second wave of Nick shows for Dan Schneider because then like we got Drake and Josh and Zoe 101 which go together. So of course there was the iCarly Victorious crossover which was epic especially when they meshed the theme songs. So spectacular. But honestly, I have so much more to discuss about Victorious. The songs were everything. The ones I remember slash know are kind of the main ones, but obviously the best ones. So Begging on Your Knees, My Best Friend's Brother, Make It Shine, Take a Hint, Give It Up, You Don't Know Me, and then the greatest song ever, which goes along with the greatest episode of Victorious ever. Hands down, no one can fight me on this. Freak the freak out. It was like unbelievable the whole episode the whole scene like it was a two-part episode freak the freak out part one part two with the karaoke place and then those two girls who were really annoying and frustrating and meanwhile you have trina getting her wisdom teeth out and it was hilarious and then the epic just the epic thing of victoria justice saying there is tori and she's you know being the nerd and you know the dance is what she's pointing on cue and then she starts to take the wig off and the nose peats off and the glasses off and then she becomes this amazing diva and it's just like yes yes freak the freak out um 
And so, like I said, there's no one on this planet that will tell you that a different episode of Victorious is the best, and that's just a fact. Some of my other favorites include the first episode, which has one of my favorite scenes, and that's when, so, like, they're all doing the acting, of course, and at the beginning of the episode um, is Tori's first day, and Psychowitz tells them to do that little, like, skit thing where they have to create a scene, and they have to go in order, so everyone's line, like, the first person starts with A, the next person's line has to start with B, and so on throughout the whole alphabet, and and so Jade ends up pouring coffee on um, Tori, which I also don't understand how that would be possible because it was hot coffee, I think, or unless it was iced. I think it was iced, actually. Um, but yeah, so then they do that scene again, and Tori then wins out on the end and gets and then kisses Beck. So that was always great because it was like a slap in Jade's face. Obviously... Jade is one of the greatest characters. She's just a mood. She's hilarious. She's a queen. We love her. And I love Liz Gillies anyway. Um, another one of my favorite episodes is when they have like the sleepover at Psychowitz's and they all get a character and they have to stay in character the whole time. And it's, I love like Tori with the red lipstick and the raisin brand. And I feel like so many people dressed up as that for Halloween at some point um, because it's just like so iconic and memorable. And I know I say iconic and legendary and epic all the time, but they really are. So like I, I, if someone saw that, I would totally appreciate and know the costume. Um, okay, another episode, the ice cream for Kesha. I mean, they had Kesha on their show. That's crazy. Then the one where Helen from Drake and Josh joins and um, she's like herself. I'm not sure if this is the same episode because I know they all have to like re-audition, but there's an episode where Trina does this one-woman show and I forever cannot talk about, think about, anything about Chicago without saying and singing this song like Chicago, Chicago. It's a city that's exciting. It's a city that's inviting. It's a city built for a girl just like me. Like there's a lake that's called Lake Michigan or something. I forever cannot talk about Chicago. It is it is in my brain forever and ever, and I'm kind of thankful for it, and it's a running joke with some of my friends, and yeah. And then another one of the episodes is Survival of the Hottest, which did anyone else remember, like, had different episode name, and it was called actually Stuck in an RV, and so I only remember this because, like, on DVR, which was like, you know, and Tebow, it was all coming out when like victorious was on and so i remember you know always trying to see the title of the show to know if it was going to be a new episode and i remember like seeing stuck in the rv and then later on i it saw i saw this other show that was on it was called like the um survival of the hottest and i was like i don't remember the show and then i of course watched it and i was like wait i've seen this already um but yeah, honestly, I didn't like the second half of the series. Like, I think the earlier episodes were way better. Also, why didn't Tori ever get a full romance that lasted? I feel like that should have been a thing unless it was, like, supposed to be back, should have been back. I don't know. And then my last thing about Victoria's is I always wanted her locker. It was so cool. So cool. Okay. And now we've reached the top. Number two, Zoe 101. Are you ready? Ooh, I know you see me standing here. Like, yes, I love everything about this show. The theme song, Baby Jamie Lynn Spears, who when you look at the first episode to the last episode, she is so different. I love everything about this show. Like, honestly, picking between number two and number one was really hard. And I think, like, I said it with Disney. Hannah Montana was number two and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was number one. And I said it for the reasons that I feel like Hannah Montana, I remember a lot more of the plot points because the story of Hannah Montana is much more synchronous 
this and that like the episode as much as like you don't necessarily have to watch it in order and like you can appreciate an episode without having seen the last one but to an extent especially towards the end of Hannah Montana it is all like one big story whereas Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is more like just appreciating every episode for what it is especially because like the end of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody isn't a formal ending but probably because they knew they were gonna do Sweet Life on deck but Zoe one, so I thought it was going to be the same thing with Zoe 101 and my number one, which obviously you can know. And I just thought my number one show, which I'm not going to say yet because I want to savor that moment, is a show that I could watch over and over again because inherently it's great. And it like similar to Sweet Love Zack and Cody, it doesn't have a formal ending. Whereas Zoe 101 does, and there's more of a synchronous story, I think. But I think I enjoy it more, especially because I haven't seen Zoe 101 in so long. And there are so many episodes that I forgot about and would love to watch again. And again, Nickelodeon gods, wherever you are, give me that Nickelodeon plus. But let's just get into everything I love about Zoe 101. For starters, PCA, who didn't want to go to this school? Like the dorms, the campus, the common areas, outside spaces, like wow. And not to mention, they had a sushi place. A sushi place. I want a sushi place. Like, and not just like sushi at the dining hall, like a sushi restaurant. Come on. The characters were great, except the fact that they kept replacing them. I mean, first you had the initial three girls of Zoe, Nicole, and Dana. I didn't really care for Dana, so I really liked when they actually replaced her with Lola. And Lola's first episode, when she acts all, like, goth, that was hilarious. And then they replaced Nicole with Quinn, which, again, I kind of didn't mind because Quinn got a little less weird and Nicole was, like, really dumb and annoying, in a sense. Um... As for the guys, Chase and Michael, best friendship, absolutely love this. Logan was great, and I remember, like, the whole first episode when, like, the guys and girls were playing basketball against each other to prove something, and Logan kept making remarks about going to make out with Zoe, and I was just like, oh my god, Logan, you need to get over this, but I just remember thinking that was really funny, and at some point, I was like, Zoe and Logan are totally gonna happen, but then it ended up being Logan and Quinn, which no one saw coming at all, but again, I didn't hate it. Dustin and Zoe, cutest brother-sister relationship. Like, that's adorable. Also, I just have to talk about the most famous person that came out of this show, like being someone who was not an initial cast member, and that is Austin Butler, who played James when Chase was in London. I absolutely love him in real life. Like, oh, I love him so much. He's one of my favorite, favorite celebrity crushes. Okay. Now my favorite episodes. Honestly, guys, I have so many, so many. So the episode when they orchestrate the whole thing to get Logan in trouble because of the webcam and the teddy bear and they, like, break the vase over um, over the, like, someone's guy and someone's head and they, like, pretend to do it all and it's all, like, oh, my God, scandalous. Like, he got in trouble and the dean had, like, shampoo in his hair at the time. Totally love that episode. Also, when Logan and Quinn try going on a date, but so many other people show up, that was great. Also, that just reminded me of, um, I'm totally blanking on her name, but the RA who always ate um, ravioli, the Chef Boyardee ravioli from the can. Oh my God, she was a character. She was great. Okay, then one of my favorites, probably the most memorable, is the JetX episode. Who didn't want a JetX? Like that whole commercial, and they're like, JetX! JetX! I was like, yes, I want a JetX. Um, the one where they had to keep their hand on a Blix van, that was great. Um, one of my favorites, which I totally forgot about until I was like 
trying to remember episodes the one where lola pretends to be a guy i loved that one i thought that was so great um also the one with chase's girlfriend with which was daniella monet which i feel like everyone forgets like she played trina and victorious um but that was like an epic episode of course the people auction one guys which has one of the greatest songs ever rejected rejected yeah you just got rejected r-e-j-e-c-t-e-d rejected this song lives in my mind rent free forever and i mean forever and i would say it all the time like when it came to college rejections and anything like that me and my brother had such a laughing joke about this i love this song so much um Okay, then the dance one where they have to take some kind of compatibility test to then partner you up with a date and Chase, like, sabotages it so he can end up with Zoe. The Haunted House episode. The backpack episode where Zoe designs and sells them, which, of course, like, makes me think of the iconic key necklace that she makes in the first episode because she keeps losing her key. But it honestly doesn't make sense because either she would have had to bend down every time she went to lock or unlock her door or she would have had to take the necklace off. So, like, what was the point? I mean, I guess it was so she didn't lose it, but it just seems, like, inconvenient. Okay. Then the chasing and goodbye Zoe finales, which left everyone hoping for Zoe and Chase to finally get together. And they do at prom. Well, like, not really because Zoe didn't go to prom. And Chase falls down the stairs, which is so unrealistic for him to be okay. And then they kiss. It was like, oh, my God, everyone was screaming across the world. But probably the most iconic episode of Zoe 101 is the movie episode. The spring break episode where they go to Logan's house and the girls and guys compete against each other on this gender defenders game show thingy and they have to do a bunch of games and they all got those sidekicks which yes I wanted um and the final scene when they got back to school and they're watching it and oh my god it just makes me hurt when I think about it back but obviously they get a happy ending but we're watching the scene and Chase finally works up the courage to text Zoe I love you only for her phone to fall in the fountain Every child across the world was screaming during this scene. I was standing there just heartbroken. I'm like seeing it buzz. First of all, a phone does not vibrate and move that much when it vibrates. Come on. But seeing it vibrate there, fall in the water and seeing the like ripples of the water over the text message and then the screen goes black and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That was my that was my childhood in a nutshell, guys. That was my childhood in a nutshell. And then the only other episode that I have to talk about, and I only talked about it after this iconic episode, is because it connects with the future of Zoe 101. And that is the time capsule episode, which to this day we are all waiting for because, of course, Zoe talks about all of her friends in the time capsule and what they mean to her, and Chase digs it up so he can know what she thinks of him, but then he doesn't go through with it because, you know, he feels guilty. So then years later which was actually a few years ago, I guess when it was the respective 10 years or whatever she said in the show, like, oh, you have to wait 10 years till you hear. And I guess then however, a few, two, three years ago, it was the 10 year mark. Chase and Michael did a whole legit like YouTube video reunion where they're their characters talking about it. And we still didn't get that part two. So like we're waiting to see what she said in that time capsule. But you shouldn't lose faith because the Zoe 101 cast has been very, very active on social media about a reunion the cast is still friends and like earlier this year or last year or something they all had dinner together hung out at each other's houses there are videos online of them singing the theme song trying to facetime jamie lynn spears who wasn't there 
and they also like did a current reunion a like recent reunion on the current on air all that which was the, the like i mentioned earlier in this episode the second time i watched all that and that was because this cast of zoe one was there as um zoe one was there as themselves and but it was very short and i was expecting a lot more of it because they had like a whole clip on tiktok and i thought like that was just a sneak peek but then that clip on tiktok was basically the whole thing so it was kind of like nothing special but i'm still holding out hope because most people know that Paul Butcher, who played Dustin, is extremely active on TikTok to an extent that people are, like, kind of annoyed with it because he literally, we, like, we get it, you were Dustin. Um, but he recently posted a video with the cast, and it was, like, saying something about the reunion of Zoe 101, and it's like, it was an, such a pleasure having you this year, and then, like, until next year, we'll see, or, you know, whatever, it's, like, Cardi B speaking, and it's like, um so are you telling me that there's gonna be a zoe 101 reunion next year because um i can't wait for 2020 to be over then so yes that is zoe 101 guys i need a reunion i need to watch this on some nickelodeon plus i love zoe 101 and now we've reached number one last but in no sense of the word least the best nickelodeon and one of the best childhood shows of all time drake and josh drake and josh guys I think the beauty of this show is, like I mentioned already, it's just like my number one Disney show of Sweet Life, Zack and Cody, is that I remember the episodes, but when I watch them back, I still enjoy them so much and laugh everything, like at everything. For starters, I love how this show had a stepbrothers dynamic, but they were like, they acted like biological brothers who grew up together their whole lives, and that's really remarkable, and the same thing goes for, like, the parents. Like, you never meet Drake's real dad or um, Josh's real mom, and they kind of, and the parent dynamic, like, um, the dad to Drake and the mom to Josh is very much like what a normal family parent relationship, so I think, like, kudos to them for creating that, and I just love it. Okay, absolutely love Megan. She was a savage absolute savage all of her devious plans the way she was able to flip the boys and do all this type of like karate on them obviously wasn't realistic but it was just hilarious and like great same goes for helen absolutely spectacular crazy steve was so fun too the whole mindy and josh aspect of the show from haters to like ugh, i hate this word lovers that was something else i remember freaking out about that episode when they first kissed me and my brother were like losing it miss hafer who hated drake even when he did nothing bad like it was great like she was just their hateful relationship was fun everything about the show was just hilarious also the amount of guest stars on the show of people who then became so famous like lucy hale skylar samuels tori devito diana argon vanessa hudgens like so many people it's great also we just have to talk about like david dobrik because how can you not talk about like the world's number one drake and josh fan and like we absolutely love how david dobrik is the world's number one drake and josh fan and he literally became friends with josh peck solely because he was obsessed with the show and so if you're a real fan of drake and josh and you don't watch any of david dobrik's videos i highly suggest you look them up because there are videos of like you know surprising david dobrik with um with drake bell or surprising josh peck with miranda cosgrove or you know going to the house where they shot um like the outdoor house or whatever that was the scene from drake and josh like it's so great so you should watch those episodes but now we're gonna say my favorite episodes and there are literally so many because i remembered so many of them the one with Megan's first boyfriend, epic. 
So great. Pip Pip Lajuli do hands down one of the best jokes to come out of this this show and my one of my favorite jokes of all time. Me and my brother say it all the time. And they're dressed, um, they're dressed in the costumes, looking like the really religious Jewish people, and they're sitting behind them. My favorite scene is when they're sitting behind the boy and then they like lean over with their eyes like jumping out of their face, like looking and staring at him, and then he can feel that someone's staring at him. Love that. Again, Pip Pip Lajuli do is one of my favorite things ever. The one where Helen gets eye surgery and the guys like hang out in her apartment. I really just love this one because how cool her apartment is. It was so cool. And then, of course, like the, that is not my job, which everyone loves. And then she brought that on Victorious, which is great. Um, the one with the celebrity, like the girl celebrity kid who um, gets knocked up on sleeping pills. I shouldn't have said knocked up probably, but she gets like drugged up on sleeping pills, but she has the premiere later that night. So the guys have to like, you know, hold her up around and put the sunglasses on and they stick her in a trash can at some point. That was so funny. Um, the one, this is one of my favorites, favorites. The one when Drake accidentally gets married to Josh's foreign pen pal, um, that was so funny. And I, I think she's either Greek or I don't remember where she's from, but like having to hear all the traditions and everything and Drake's losing his mind. That was so funny. Um, the one where Drake gets into the car accident and like pretends to be fine. That was one was really early on. Um, so yeah, then the one when Josh almost loses his leg and Drake impersonates a doctor. That was great. Um, the one where Josh runs over Oprah is legendary. The whole obsession with Oprah was great. And if you haven't seen my TikTok video, that my first really big viral one, which has now 3.2 million views and almost a million likes, which is, guys, it's insane. And I feel like I want to repost it just to see like, hey, let's celebrate the first viral one. Um, but that one has a Drake and Josh reunion in Grandfathered. So Grandfathered was a show that was on a few years ago, but it got canceled after I think like one season and it starred John Stamos and Josh Peck. And so Drake Bell guest starred on one of the episodes. And like when they first see each other, Drake Bell goes, you remind me of my stepbrother. And he and Josh is like, was he awesome? And Drake goes, no, he's in jail for stalking Oprah. And I was like, oh my God. You got to love it. You got to love the writers. And then later in the episode, they go, hug me, brother. And then they hug and it's like, oh, my God. Great. It's great. And of course, I use that line with my brother all the time. Um, So that was just like, if anyone wants to see that, you can totally check that on the Internet because it's great. Okay, then the one where Drake gets, dates a girl who says she's tougher than him and they have that whole fight and it's the whole night that like Josh is trying to impress Mindy's parents. That was fun. Um, the one when they turn their house into a bed and breakfast. Love that one. The Peruvian puff pepper episode. That's iconic. The treehouse episode, one of my favorite scenes when Josh and Drake are stuck. Wow, that sounded wrong. Josh and Drake. Drake and Josh are stuck in the treehouse and um, Josh tells Drake to like open the door and he's like, I drew the drawer and he's like, oh, I see the problem. And then he starts throwing himself against the wall. Oh my God, it's so funny. I laughed so hard. The lucky shirt episode where they keep, you know, tearing it down the sleeves and the vest. That was funny. The dance contest and the Blues Brother one with the Soul Man. That was legendary. The iconic Weatherman episode where Josh goes on TV and he twitches and everyone then keeps coming up and he's like, do the twitch, do the twitch. The foam finger episode, Drew and Jerry, I forgot about that one, but that was so great. And then, hands down, the most iconic Drake and Josh episode ever is The Bet, where Josh can't play video games and Drake can't eat sweets. I love this episode. And I think I I also, like, love, first of all, like, I always try to think about, like, that 
bet itself like because you know it has to do with the whole idea of obsessions and it's kind of crazy like compare like his obsession with sweets with his obsession with video games um I don't know it's crazy but I just loved the whole when Josh turned their room into like Candyland Willy Wonka type thing that was so cool and he can bite into the cup because it's edible I thought that was always so cool and I was like um where can I like can I go to this real place and then when they finally end up fighting and they fall into the mini pool of chocolate milk that was everything and more so there you have it guys my ranking of the greatest Nickelodeon shows in my opinion according to my childhood um and I hope you guys enjoyed and you agreed with some of it and didn't don't hate me for other parts that you necessarily don't agree with um But yeah, so that's it for this week on the podcast. Again, if you are not following me on TikTok or Instagram, please do so at Not So Critically Acclaimed. Um, I'm going to be changing things up a little bit for my podcast. So this week's episode was obviously only one because it was all about Nickelodeon shows. But going forward, when I do one TV show where it's part one and part two, I will be posting part one on Mondays as usual, but part two will now be posted on Wednesdays. And I just wanted to give that um, an update because, you know, I feel like most of the time I had the impression that people, that not everyone listens to part one and part two, at least not together. People who haven't seen the show are going to listen to part one and people who have seen the show are going to listen to part two and not part one. But then I realized that there are actually people who do listen to both to part one, even if they have seen the show, because, you know, they just want some updates about the cast and everything. Um, So that's why I thought I would, you know, just give it a little bit um, like a spaced out so you can have a reward one day and a reward another day. Also for shows when I do it about um a show that's like only one season you can totally listen to part one on monday and hear about let's say a show like high school musical the musical the series and then on wednesday you can and you can watch the whole show because it's not that many episodes like 10 episodes and then by wednesday you can be ready to listen to part two with all the spoilers so that's just an update part one of tv shows on monday part two of tv shows on wednesdays but of course we will be getting into some other things so like in a few weeks we got halloween coming out so you know i'm going to be doing halloween movies and i'm going to be doing a lot of the classics but then some that you probably didn't remember or at least i'm going to remind you of um because i still remember them and that's that. So again, make sure you're following me. Make sure you're also like rate, reviewing, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. So on Apple Podcasts, feel free to please leave a feedback, comment, like rate or what's it called a review that way I can read some comments about what you think um you can also always dm me on instagram or tiktok especially if you're looking for a tv recommendation you want to tell me what you're currently watching what you just finished watching what you're looking to watch like for next I can try and help you um also I created a form a google form that is now on my link tree which is both in my instagram and tiktok bios where you can submit suggestions for the show so basically if there is a show that I haven't done yet that you love and you want to see done leave that if there's a movie list you want to see if there's a ranking thing you want to see if there's a new show coming out that you think um will match my genre or something you think I'll like I will totally check it out so leave a like a suggestion in that form and I have some great ones already so I'm looking forward to that um also make sure to catch me on TikTok live I'm still trying to figure out like a time that works best for me every week so I can create it make it a little bit more um structured and permanent to recap tv shows as of course we're still talking about dancing with the stars but bachelorette comes back tomorrow which i'm kind of not looking forward to still because i'm obsessed with teen wolf and currently watching i'm on season five updates for people and i'm 
obsessed. Um, and we, but we have This Is Us coming back in a few weeks. And then we got the Chicago's coming up, which I know I haven't done on the podcast yet, but I feel like I will maybe in time for that. So we can then count it towards our recaps. And then Grey's Anatomy will be coming back, Station 19. A lot of fun stuff coming up with the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. So please be sure to follow along. And again, thank you so much for all my supporters, followers on TikTok, followers on Instagram, listeners of my podcast. I do this for both you and me. So thank you. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.